0: Hello and welcome to the Service Combination Property Podcast. So our keynote speaker today is Mikey Small. Mikey's been doing service accommodation for about five years or so, and very experienced now doing rent to SA, SA management, buy refurbish refinance into SA, and also does consulting on people's SA businesses to help maybe sort out whatever issues they are having. So today's presentation on sourcing properties direct to landlord and um, letting agent as well. I'm sure you're going to find this absolutely fascinating. Can I get a massive round of applause for Mikey Small, everyone?
1: Hello, hello, hello. Testing, that works. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome. I'm back onto the stage again. Um, Kev gave me a bit more time, notice this time. Give gave me about three days. Three days, loves it. Um, So yeah, today is gonna be a presentation on a little bit of how to acquire more properties direct to vendor, how to acquire properties um, through agents, but there'll be a a bit of sales process in there as well. I'll start off with a little bit of background on me, who I am, what I do, and how I do it, and then if you wanna ask any questions at the end, then that's okay to do as well. So if I start off with me, Hi, I'm Mikey. I am an investor in the West Midlands and I help struggling owners and landlords and potential um, SA operators get into the markets. And that's by way of the methodology that we've all learned, which is acquiring them through landlords, through um, agents, through sourcing agents and all the rest of it. I've been investing now for the last five years. I started my SA journey, well, I started my accidental landlord journey in 2014. Um, moved out of my, previ- my previous home uh, into a bigger property. Uh, found out myself and my wife, my now wife, was pregnant, so we needed to move, and then moved into that bigger property. Because of that, we didn't want to sell the house, and we moved in uh, a tenant. Um, And if anybody's got any experience of tenants, you can have good, you can have bad, you can have indifferent ones. We were lucky. We had it from, as I said, 2014 all the way through to about 2021. Um, And before that, had no problems. So had two good tenants in, um, one not so good at the end because they left on a midnight flit, and so left us in the lurch, minus some rent, and then I had to go in and refer the property. But it's not all roses, but it's good. It's enjoyable. So in terms of my strategy, uh, as Kevin said, I do rent to rent, I do let to rent, I do owned and I do managed and I do consultancy work for people that might be struggling and also with some guidance towards helping them find properties, turn them around into SA-able properties, um, and then adding some value there or thereabouts. I secured my first 13 units in my first year, and then I did the same results in the second year, equal that measure. If anybody wants to do it, I can show you how to do it. I wouldn't advise it. It's hard, hard work. Um, And it wasn't really the best for my mental health at the time but if you heard my last um, podcast with Kev, um, I called it a Kev Kev talk rather than a TED talk, I still got a few dad jokes, not all of them, Um, you will know that I'm dyslexic um, so the educational path although I did it wasn't the the best thing for me, Um, I was always looking to get into Sport, that didn't work out for me unfortunately due to an injury. And then moving on, I found that dyslexia was a bit of a superpower for me because I could find the solution in problems that some people don't necessarily see, straight away or very clearly, which is good news. So there's always a win-win to be found. A good book that I know some of you might have read is a book by Dale Carnegie. Anybody read it? How to Win Friends and Influence People? Brilliant book. (laughs) I won't give you verbatim what it's about, but it's really about how to be a lot more personable in your approach to talking to people. Um, How you address, build rapport um, and, and really putting yourself to the side of, of any sort of interaction with a, n- a new interaction with a person, which is great. But um, it's a very good book in terms of, one, how to build rapport, and two, how to understand the psychology of it as all. Well. Okay. At the point that I was, when I walked into SA, I thought my, my world necessarily was over. Um, i moved out of a job that I'd moved from primarily down to um, the effects of some corporate bullying, and it wasn't a nice environment for me to be in. Uh, My mental health was at the lowest ebb I could think of. When you sit down and you tell your wife that you're not enjoying your job, um, and then you actually start crying and saying that, um, and she backs you as much as you, I'm getting a bit upset now, don't know why. she backs you to the point that she supports you and says she's happy to support you in whatever you do. And the best thing for my mental health was to walk away from that job. That's when you know you've got somebody that's a a massive support system, a cheerleader. And I will always be grateful for her because she allowed me to move into a position that one, it was less stress. It two allowed me to step into the property side of things but then it also, three, um, allowed me to become myself again and have some bandwidth and be fun and enjoy your life and all the rest of it. And after all, that's what it's about, isn't it? Thank you, Scotty. Um, so yeah, everything until now, or everything to this point has brought me right to this position. So all the adversity that I've, I've, I've felt in my life and everyone goes through that, all the challenges um, has brought me to this point right now. And that is the point where I can have conversations with people as my authentic self, and just on the level. My experience is in SA, yes. But when I talk to you, I wanna know more about you than I do about me. I know about me. That's how you build a relationship going forward. So, the sales process is very different in any circumstance. We're dealing with very high ticket items in terms of properties, upwards of quarter million pounds depending on your area. Or thereabouts, but the sales process because of that and its complexities can be long, short, there's emotions involved. So there's never, and what I always want, what I want to stress by this point is that although we have our own plans and goals in mind to how to approach a landlord and how this deal should be done in the next four weeks, and when we've closed it, it should be here. The main point is we're all dealing with human beings in this. And I'll give you a few stories a bit later on about the human element of how we deal with them and how it approaches us, because you'll never know quite what goes on on the other side of the sale unless you ask them questions and you really want to listen to that. Um, So in all transactional elements, whether you're buying a Porsche or whether you're buying a handbag, a very expensive one, There'll be different emotional um, barriers to that and justifications that you will do as an approach to why you think that handbag is worth your time or why you think you should. It, I should buy this right now. So the complexities led, I'm not gonna read this out, you can all read it to yourselves, but the complexities in its sales come down to the industry that you're in, we're in property, so it's more about property. It's also down to the quality of lead that you're generating. And that can come from your own self-generation. We do this through open rents, having conversations with agents. We have this going through um, our networking meetings at PPNs, all of those things, networking at business networks like the Chamber of Commerce or other networks that are local to you in your area. So it can be a very long process but if you're not if you're new to this in terms of you're new to sales you can put a lot of pressure on yourself to want to close your first deal or even have the first best conversation you're going to ever have when you're going to have so many more in your career of property communications that you want to be it wants to be polished and I, I want you to today get out of that mindset that you need to be perfect right now because you you don't need to be perfect. You just need to take the steps in the right direction to make sure that you have the first conversation, get it out of the way, balls it up as much as you want to, as much as you can, because you're going to fail, and when you get your mindset into the the area of failure is a good thing, catching eyes with Henry there, um, fail forward, it's a really good thing to do. The more you get acclimatized to making mistakes, being okay with that, that is a really good thing for you as a human being. And that's where the growth happens. There is a lot of complexities to how you deal with people and the intricacies of how you deal with them. There'll be, and you'll find that out as you work with different landlords and different agents that some people will be on it and really diligent. Some people will be really laid back. I'm, I'm probably the latter in terms of the laid back side of things. But then try and upgrade that element where I can. So the tools you need, and it's not a lot, They're not, there's not a lot of tools at all. I would probably question that you need a laptop, an iPad, and a tablet in this day and age. I'd probably say the tools you need are a phone, you, your smile, and then some persistence against adversity. And most of us have come against adversity in our lives, whether it's working, relationship whether it's sporting career I know there's a few people in there that had high level stuff and going on which it doesn't always go well but you have the tools and the tactics to move forward and progress step by step by step which is really good Um, the phone is probably going to be your best friend I text on this through whatsapp business I message my clients I also message agents and I also speak to them on a daily basis, and that's through sourcing agents, and that's through um, estate agents, and then it's also through direct-to-vendor, through OpenRent, which we also know is available. Skills you'll need, listening, building rapport, and understanding of the problem, and then being able to measure whatever tasks you're doing in terms of having conversations with more and more clients. And I call them clients now because they are my clients, but they all fit into that measure of um, estate agent, sourcing agent, and direct-to-vendor conversations. If you can measure the outcomes of every one of those discussions, then you can measure what your ratios are in terms of closing. And I had this conversation on our table today. It's about... um, your, your ratios of closing won't necessarily be great to start off with, but if you know how to measure them, you know exactly how many leads you need to generate for you to get that one sale cycle. So if it's a three to one, you know you need to have three leads for every one sale, but it's, that's a third. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention about the dyslexia um, conversation is I'm dyslexic, but so is one in five of people um, in the population now. That's not as easy to find out as there's different measures on different places. Um, So if that's for every 100 people that possibly are in this room, is that close? 100 people in the room, maybe? Yeah. We've got like 20 of those people might be dyslexic, diagnosed or undiagnosed, which is a lot. And back in the day when I was younger, I used to think that I was different and I wanted to fit in and everyone wants to fit in but there are so many differences to us. We are all human beings. And it's a real powerful part of my personality because I'm very good talking to people, not so good communicating on type, spelling errors and all that stuff. Grammarly helps me out a lot. But when you get me in front of people, that's where I find my my feet and where I flow, which is great. So when you're listening, They say you've got two ears and one mouth and you should use it accordingly. That's exactly the way you should approach having conversations. The first conversation I had with an agent way back when, uh, 2018, was a conversation that I had in the property. And I would always stipulate that you don't necessarily have to have the conversation online or over the phone. If If you book a viewing and you go to that viewing And you're interested in the person for the first three to four minutes. How's your day? Did it take you long to get here? All of those things to build a bit of a story behind them, understand them. They're going to be a bit more engaged to what you're wanting or proposing to do down the line. And there isn't, and that is one thing I wanted to relay is, There's no silver bullet in this process, unfortunately. I can't say that you do this one thing and you're gonna get deals upon deals upon deals. It is a relationship business and it's all based on those relationships. And the only way that you're going to build them is by being a little bit more interested in the person in front of you than you yourself. I know you want a common goal, which is to get a property, but if you build that relationship with a the person, they will definitely be interested in doing something for you because you've showed that interest in the initial stages. OK, this is from a quote from Dale Carnegie for the people that are on the podcast. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in others than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you. It's a perfect quote because... Have you ever been in a situation where somebody's been really happy about talking about themselves and they walk about walk away from the situation and they've heard nothing about you and you feel a bit like oh that's that's a bit horrible not even ask me what i do they've told me everything about them i know about their kids their wife and the rest of it um but it was a good quote in terms of building rapport You'll have different ways to do that, but the easiest way to build rapport is, is find some sort of common goal, commonality between somebody. So I play rugby. If I have, If I know somebody that plays rugby, I have an affinity with them or sports in general, high-level sports, fantastic. You might play a sport you might be interested in, ballet, theatre, whatever it is. If you can draw that out of the person that you're speaking to, by asking those probing questions. What do you do on the weekends? What was your weekend like? How's the weather? All that sort of stuff. It's not necessarily when you ask a question like how's the weather, but um, that's more to open up the conversation. But building rapport is definitely something that will come as you get better at it. Asking questions, and then you can go to the proposal when you need to. Okay. Another great book. I don't know if anybody's read it, um, but it's Go for the No. Has anybody read the book? Yeah. Yeah? And the book in itself really just in succinct way summarizes and just says that you should be really open to the... Well, everyone starts out with the fear of not wanting to fail. And it's saying, actually, failure is part of the process. Get used to it. Enjoy it. And then... Carry on forwards, fail forward for one of a better phrase. Did you still live on that? I did. did you? <laughs> <laughs> so that is the most important part is in, and uh, it's Andrew, sorry, Richard Fenton's and Andrew Schwartz's book, they say you've got to get really used to um, making mistakes and taking the thought out of being perfect because I think there's, a, I know my wife is, and she probably hate me for saying this in the podcast, that she has a, a perfectionism in her that she wants to be perfect at everything. That's great for her job because she's an event manager. Well, she's an event director. But that's great for her because she has to do deliver big opulent award ceremonies, which have to run to time and to schedule and all that sort of stuff. And if they go behind time and schedule, and um, that's a bad thing for just the overall experience for the audience. But for her, if it goes to time, she's done her job perfect we can't work our lives like that unfortunately i can have a conversation and i have done many times with landlords and we've it's worked like a perfect conversation communication's gone well it's we've we've had some really good dialogue i've learnt about them they've learnt about me and then we have a conversation about the actual proposal i like your property would you like me to do this with it i do essay yes or no they seemingly say yes, and they are interested. But then at the end, they, 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 they go dead on you. You don't speak to them again, for one of a better phrase. You will never sometimes figure out why that process has happened or what's gone wrong with it. But you can measure it because you just put it down as a no. And you try and check in with them. The best thing I can say is a landlord once went to me and had said to me, um, I was really happy with you coming in. I enjoyed the conversation we had because all we did is talk about my kids and not my kids, but his kids. And I was interested to know about his children. He was really proud. His, his, one of his, do- his daughter was a, an estate agent. Um, his other son was a doctor. And it was just an interesting part of the conversation. like, how did that happen? How did he go through to doctor? How did he become a doctor and all the rest of it? Um, but I spoke to him once just before COVID And then I didn't speak to him again. It like went dead. and I couldn't think for the life of me what what went wrong. And it kind of popped back up in a conversation, not a conversation, a conversation in my head. I need to speak to this agent, well, landlord. So I spoke, I called him up and his daughter picked up the phone and she said, oh, Mikey, I'm I'm sorry to tell you this, but I don't know how to tell you this, but my, my father passed away a couple of weeks ago. And that's the reason why he hasn't had that conversation with you to say anything else. And that, that is the point, is when you have that conversation, although it's a difficult one, I checked in with her to see if she was okay. Well, I didn't, I actually checked in to, to see if he, if he was okay. She picked up the phone and it's almost like the conversation starts all over again. We never did do a deal. However, we still keep in touch to this day. We still speak to each other on the regular, not necessarily does she work in my area? She's an estate agent in Leicestershire. But she was open to the opportunity of having more discussions with me if I ever took the step into into Leicestershire, which was good news. And then understanding problems. You will have a very long career in SA, I hope. And within that, you'll have a variety of, of problems to solve. There will be big problems when it comes to the operational side of things, and they will be small ones. Um, and they will fall into different categories at different times. The most, recent, um, the most recent problem that I've had to solve was more for landlords that have an expectation of the cost of their property against the value it is to us as an operator. Um, and we had a conversation with a recent landlord where we found some problems. We were going to do a refurb on a bathroom and he was happy for us to do that. We were going to spend the money on that. That's not a problem. We asked for a little bit of a discount on the property um, and he was happy to offer it to us. But then we also found a few tiles missing on the roof and some pointing that wasn't quite right on the chimney breast. So we asked for a, um, uh, a builder to come out, a roofer to come out to ask... To see what the problem was, and the, after the quote came in, the overall cost was going to be about four thousand pounds and four thousand and fifty pounds to the owner, which they didn't have. They just bought the property. They didn't have it. They just didn't. Um, and for one of a better phrase, I would. I tried my best to find the solution in that, and it was either I could front the money ourselves, and then we've invested into a property that we not necessarily don't own, but we have a lot of money in the property based on the, the refurb that we've done and also the, the property itself, the roof. We own a proportion of it to a certain extent. Um, but, the, but the landlord didn't want to do any, any part of the work. They just didn't have the money, which was unfortunate for them. Um, we've since moved that on to another, another, oh, another um, investor, that is looking and has some team that have a facility to do all the work for themselves and drop that cost a little bit so they can absorb it to a set. But we still haven't got that, unfortunately, um, that boxed off or closed off yet as a, as a completed sale. So when, as I said earlier, you need to sometimes have the plan or what's the plan, but shift the perspective. Failure isn't something you want to avoid. It's something you can pursue and want to change and set high goals when you're looking at things. So if you I've said this today on, on our table is you need to view more properties. Um, some people have got some ambitious 18 units. Um, you're going to be needing to like look at or close at least two deals a month, which is a fantastic number, really ambitious figure. It should scare you. It should really scare you to go for it. And when I did... The first, well, my first year, 13 units, it was exactly that. It was nearly one property a month. Um, Obviously, it didn't fall that way. It actually fell. We had, I think, zero to seven, and then a couple came through, and a couple came through, and then three came all at the end, which is just like buses to a certain extent. Um, But the overall intention should be set out in a plan so you can challenge it accordingly, and then you can measure and then go on and do the same. So rinse and repeat to a certain extent. Um, once you do that, you can measure your success and hopefully you've uh, pushed your comfort zone a little bit doing the social me- media thing again. And measure results. The easiest thing I would suggest is if you've got a spreadsheet, uh, Excel spreadsheet's probably easiest, or Sheets now, I think Google used the same thing. But you can keep a tally on your, um, on your notes, on your phone. You can do a few things um, to measure results in terms of exchanges of conversation, how they progress through to a next stage. Because I think people want to close a deal on the first interaction. And I think they say it's something like seven to nine interactions these days that it takes to close a business interaction. Again, it's down to the complexity of the deal, the size, the cost, all that stuff, but if you measure it, you can inspect what you expect and see what the outcome is, and then mm-hmm. you can understand how that deviates from your overall plan. If you want to, uh, inc- if you need to increase the number of interactions before you close a deal. But changing relationships with failure, embracing failure as a learning opportunity, each teaches you a value lesson. That can lead you to a future success. Confront fear of, of rejection. Rejection is one of our biggest problems that people don't want to step out of or want to step into because they have that fear of somebody turning away and saying, No, I don't like you. It's not necessarily they don't like you, it's the proposal you're presenting. So you can tweak those proposals sometimes if you need to. Um, The most recent interaction with a a landlord ended up being a multiple, um, a multiple base landlord for me. I initially met him. It was through it was an open rent interaction. I said nothing more on my open rent email, which um, than I would like to. I'd like to view your property. When's the best time? Regards, Mike. They got back to me. Said this is the time available. Can you meet me? Yes, I can met them at the property, walked in. Hi, how are you doing? How was your day? Have you come far? No, I haven't come far. Where'd you come from? Just up the road, Solihull. Brilliant, okay. Do you mind if I have a quick look around and then I'll come back down, see if we can have a conversation about price or the rest of it. What was the price, by the way? Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's okay. So I wandered upstairs, had a look. Pretty easy conversation, right? Nothing that you probably aren't already doing. So when people ask for that, the magic words or the scripts that you have, it's not something you're probably not already doing. It's just, you might be a little bit nervous because it's your first interaction. That's fine. Get through to five and six and seven and eight, and you'll do a lot better. I didn't close my first deal until until six months into my mastermind. And I was watching people in the room, closing deals left, right and centre, like (coughs) 7, 10, 13. And you think, when is it my turn? And you you can't help but feel that it's going to happen. But the best thing you can do is persevere against the adversity that I mentioned earlier. And when you do, the magic happens because you grow as a person, you grow in confidence and you just become a better version of yourself. So it's really good. And to finish off, you've got to take, take action. Start with the small steps. Just step out of your comfort zone, one. You don't have to, well, I think we spoke about this earlier on today, in terms of your comfort zone will be whatever it is right now. You might not like to talk to people out of your friendship group. You might not like to talk to people um, in an estate a, a agency. I said the simple thing, thing to think about for an estate agency conversation is take the estate agent, out of the estate agency, and have a conversation one-to-one with them in a property. It might be the differentiator between you having a really successful conversation and having one that doesn't quite make it because they've got all of their peers behind them. So that's me in a nutshell. Do or do not, there is no try. One of my favorite quotes from the master himself, Yoda. Fantastic round of applause Mike, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website www.propertysoldier.co.uk where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.